if you don't define your own goals, then your goals will be set by society. Commando mindset. I'm confused because I've just listened to half of your conversation. You're talking about care packages and your your like personal boundaries and rules with so when you're away and people are posting you packages is that what you mean yeah so when yeah. you're away on tour people send you packages well, anyway. like family and if they like you yeah yeah if they like you i didn't really get too many no. well you were annoyed no. someone sent you chocolate to the desert and you were like yeah thanks. yeah that was really good actually um yeah summer tour where it's 52 do 52 degrees yeah receiving chocolate was a minor insult as much as i appreciate it i'll tell you what doesn't doesn't work well um she'll kill me for saying it but um crispy creams oh my obviously is it obvious though because it wasn't obvious then did your wife send you crispy yeah cream? Oh. which oh, ones though glazed I'm get in trouble now 12 original glazed but that doesn't you... it was four original glazed and tin foil oh bless her yeah but the intention was arri- arrived right oh, That's the in thing. tin foil as well so it cooks oh yeah <laughs> It was, it was good. It was good. It was not. Yeah. You're like licking the tin foil to get the melted residues off. I would have licked the tin foil if there wasn't so much mold on the inside of oh. it. Because she sent it and I literally just was about to go out on a, on a three and a half week op. Yeah. So I didn't receive it until you get back. like a month and a bit later. Don't send Krispy Kreme. So, yeah, yeah, so before we the start the podcast. what's rule that you were saying? Uh, like well, you can eat other people's, what were you saying? Yeah, there was always a sort of gallows humour in the sense of if someone got hit, shot or blown up and they were getting put in the helicopter on the odd occasion, someone would be like, help yourself to my, my boxes, lads. <laughs> uh, bless yeah. them. When they're, sat, when they're missing some important part the of their sweets. business, uh, business uh, body and they're getting put in the helicopter and their mind should be on other things. You know, and that really does actually sort of resemble that mindset of I'm still caring about you even though I'm fucked and, and selfishness and, yeah and as you get put in as a much mon- as it is cheerfulness in the face of mm. adversity yeah help yourself to my packages that was always music to my ears as well because I think yeah. throughout the tour I got about four packages where lads were getting them like once a week did you say you got so few that help the hero sent you one yeah well they didn't send it directly to me it's just I had a few and so Help a Hero sent some packages and That's one of the adorable. lads was like, hey, I'll mate, have that. Felt sorry for you, didn't they? <laughs> yes. But yeah, thanks, Help Hero. Well, what's the unspoken rule about packages? Uh, well, it, obviously, if someone's unfortunately uh, killed in action, you wouldn't go trawling through all their kit and stuff. Everything but, um, gets sent back home, yeah. Yeah, if you're injured, expect to have your Harry Potter broken in. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're allowed to. If it's, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so if you've been listening to the podcast, episode one was a uh, kind of an introduction and yeah. also about inspiration. Episode two, we went into values and we gave you homework and asked you to get, like, get a pad and write shit down because it's going to be helpful. Um, get that pad again now because the next, this podcast today is about goals, goal setting yeah. and how importantly they are pinned to your values and inspiration. Um, first thing I want to ask you guys is like, Why? Why set goals? You know, a lot of people talk about going with the flow, just enjoy life. Um, what will be, will be. I think um, going back to what I, I originally said in episode one, where I was talking about what my inspiration is now. And we talked about, you know, all three of our inspirations and trying to identify what they were and now what they are and speaking, um, what drives us forward. And, you know, using my children as an example, they are my everything. You know, they're my inspiration that drives me. They drive me harder when stuff goes wrong as well, um, more than it does when it goes right. And just the ducks are turned up at me. <laughs> Honestly, we right, like we're have gonna a take a photo. Every podcast that we're not expecting, there were mice in episode one and two, and now two ducks have appeared at the glass door. Really ugly ducks as well. That's not a. Look at him. Dude, they know that people could feed them here, don't they? Yeah. Mm. Well, we gave them, we fed them this morning. I'm just waiting for the tap. You fed them this morning? Mm. Crumpets. So this is your fault? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we like this whole sort of inclusive environment where it's mm. us and the animals. Oh, you know, yeah. we've got Dave the mouse, we've got the dog that turned up, and now we've got George and Helen. We're in like a converted barn in the middle of the countryside. Yeah, we're still here. In and nowhere. for those listening, we're actually recording these episodes in bulk. Yeah. So, uh, so if you get diving to the, into it slightly, yeah. If you get to um like the tenth or twelfth episode and you can things are going off the rail, you, you know why. <laughs> it's all downhill to, from here. <laughs> back to goal setting and staying inspired. Um, but yeah, th- my children are my everything. They drive me, um, but they're not the goal. 
you know they're the inspiration they're the inspiration that the intrinsic motivator for exactly achieving that. the goal yeah and and to make their life better but what makes their life better the, the, the goal has to be something like i don't but know why i still want to stick to why why set a goal we it, can't it turns the invisible visible yeah that's a that's a pretty good way of doing it i think like saying it sorry and i think like if you were to climb a rock face mm. the goal might be get to the top but if you didn't have mini goals, i.e., you know, yeah, you might have someone who's belaying for you at the bottom, but actually a moving belay. I don't know the actual term, but you know where they basically hammer in the pegs in the yeah. rock. That's like a mini goal to get you to the top of the goal. Yeah. So in effect, the goal helps you get to where you want to be in the future. So you have to almost like plan out in the future. Go, I want to be here in five years because... If you don't, you'll end up like me when I was at age 19, not well, that really knowing what I was doing. going to be my next question. Have you always set goals? Is that natural to you both? Or I got very serious about, I don't know about you, Ben, but I got very serious about um, doing goals around about 2015, probably. Okay. Was Fairly was recent. Fairly recent, right? Uh-huh. You know, because I could never actually... What was it like before? I knew I wanted to achieve certain things, but I wouldn't have said oh, that was a definite goal. I didn't really understand all of this type of language and reflect upon the point. I couldn't have said, oh, for definite, I'm now setting a goal. It's, it's just something I wanted to do, right? what about values the other day. is like people have them, but you don't necessarily aware of them. Awareness is key. Mm. Awareness is key. Um, and and back, back when I was like 14, 15, I had no awareness. Mm. I didn't even have any goals. I just was young. And it was kind of separating that point. You know, I thought, I, I suppose in some ways the goals were given to me because they were told by my family you know you've got to do well at school to school then do your a level well exams yeah right. and then you go to uni well that's the goal happy days but people aren't setting their personal goals exactly yeah. and what happens if you don't oh well if you cast your mind back to the first episode when i was talking about that instructor mm. who uh gave me the stark reality that 32 weeks was actually quite a long 32 weeks and that uh, mm. it wasn't going to be as easy as I first thought to get the beret and, and breaking those weeks down that was my first real introduction into goal setting because even up to that point I'd sort of gone with the flow like oh, I'll just do some training do some running try and get myself fit learn a few th things that I thought would help me in the run up to becoming or getting through to the gates of commando but training. But naturally giving yourself some goals. Yeah exactly but i kind of didn't really i didn't you see it said as, it back then would you, you No, go, i'm not. setting myself a goal to achieve yeah. this I no that's what i want to do it'd just be like let's focus on and week not one being two. conscious of it must affect you especially exactly. in the world now because we live in such a uh highly marketed world with social media advertising you know even like fast food chains and everything is that if you aren't setting yourself some goals you're likely to just fall into being a consumer and you become susceptible yeah mm -hmm. very susceptible goals are just the things that you want to do in your life mm. it's simple like you, Go on. You were mentioning about your weight. Yeah. And how not setting goals. How did that affect you? Well, the goal, the thing that I wanted to do was lose weight. So if I say to myself, um, I want to lose some weight, if I've lost, you know, half a pound, I've lost weight. Yeah. But if I say I want to lose 10 pounds mm. or 20 pounds, it acts as a, as a, as a, a, a measurement, a metric system yeah. to go, I am now... If, you know, say I had a goal of losing 20 pounds, right? I get to five pounds lost. I now know I'm 25% towards, towards achieving the 100%, which is the 20, 20 pounds, right? And so the goals sort of allow you to have direction, allow Absolutely. you to look at your life and, me and measure where you are. Do you know what's really important as well is it maintains motivation. Mm. <laughs> so when we talk about, don't cough. Yeah. <laughs> I won't do that. Then. Do you know what? It's like when, when you used to be a recruit and the training team would put you into a, a training scenario ambush and they'd walk you in at like, I don't know, maybe like one o'clock in the morning when it midnight and it would be in some sort of really shit training area, which, which people Often go... Often raining. Yeah. Oh, it was always raining. It's on, somehow it rained upwards. That's how bad the rain was. It just felt like it was coming at you from all angles. And you'd be like five, six days into a really crap exercise falling asleep on your feet and they're going to put you in this ambush and you'd have to stay so quiet that like no one talk and you've got like a line of sort of 30 40 guys one next to the other all with their weapons pointing at the ambush target ready for it to come through and as soon as you lie down you need to cough <gasps> 
but you can't. And then you end up doing this weird sort of... Which is louder than if you just... Yeah, it's louder. It gives you piles as well. It just mm. tends too hard. You're like... And then you're coughing into your, slip, into your sleeve and you'd see all the guys trying to do... Who's that? Oh, sorry, Corporal. I just got something in my throat. And you'd spend like three or four hours there just waiting, <laughs> just to try not to cough or fall asleep. It's amazing how when you're in a situation that you're not allowed to do something, it you makes you to want do to do it. it. Yeah. In the, do you remember in the gym, in the first nine weeks of training, you'd go into the gymnasium, which was just an open hall, wasn't it? And then the ropes would come down in the apparatus. And as soon as you got to the door, there was a no scratching or touching touch rule. You weren't allowed to itch. Why? Discipline. Discipline. <gasps> Don't itch. But as soon as you run through the door, you're now like... Now you think about it. Yeah, you're like, fuck, I've got fleas. Like, do they do that on like, purpose? Yes, yeah, so uh, everything's yeah. to make you think of it and not do it. I don't think it's to make you think it's of it. I think it's discipline because everyone's going to need a scratch. But why is it? As soon as you run through the door, you're like, I'm itchy oh now. my God, I'm so fucking itchy. And like, but if they didn't tell you, are you likely to scratch? Probably not. It's, it's a, a psychology. They're playing a psychological trick on you. Exactly. It's, it's, Bastards. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's teaching self-discipline. <laughs> it exactly. is. Yeah. I'm really itchy I'm now. I'm so itchy. I've got an itch behind my ear. I need to take my earphones off. <laughs> Um, let's get back. Are. Let's get back to goals. So we were talking about the the reasons to have goals. <laughs> oh, there we go. Now, now he's coughing. The Who's reasons to have goals and the importance and what could go wrong if you don't. Um, from falling to being a consumer to not having any direction to being unhappy. Because I think something Ben you talked about in the past was feelings. Yeah, well, I'd, uh, I was just going to allude to that before I cough or for Tom and cough. Um, it, it, it goals help you stay motivated. So you have this long-term thing you want to achieve, you know, um, let's say you want to climb Mount Everest, but you're an inexperienced mountaineer. You know, you, you've got to start somewhere. You can't just go to the fu- the summit. You're not going to get there. Let's let's exclude the cost of the trip and just talk about the environment, the hostility, all that type of stuff, and the fitness levels and the experience. But it's an awesome inspiration. It's an awesome goal you may one day want to achieve, but you have to work towards it. So you're going to set yourself mini targets. I'm going to do this hill. Then I'm going to do this mountain. I'm going to go on this training program. I'm going to do this and do that and work towards it. It's the same with running a marathon. I'm talking fitness at the moment because it's probably quite tangible to think of. But the end goal is to run the London Marathon. But if you're a couch potato, it doesn't just happen overnight. But you've got to work towards it. So when you start to hit five miles, six miles, and these are little goals, you can put that in a training program. But when you hit six miles, when you hit seven miles, it not only tells yourself that, oh, I'm on course, you actually feel fucking good as well for doing it. You know, you feel motivated. It goes, that whole idea of bumbling through life, and I'm sure you can relate to this because I can, is that bumbling through, just knocking off things and just going, I'll get there in the end, actually doesn't decrease your motivation because you can still stay motivated through that, but there's less motivation for you to be like, yes, I'm absolutely smashing it. And if you say, so you say weight loss, I want to lose this amount of weight by this point, but by this point, only in a month, I'd have lost like a quarter of a stone, let's say. So when you get to that point, you've lost a quarter of a stone, you go, yes, I'm on track. To feel proud. Yeah, but ev- yeah. everything's kind to of... To achieve. A, everything's in life is a goals. You know, you start off, um, let's take football, for example, because it's an easy one, right? Yeah. You start off in your local team, you may progress to the county team, you may progress to the championship too. Then you start measuring yourself. Like, well, I've I've gone from there to here... I'm feeling pretty good about myself, but ultimately the overarching goal is maybe to what, I don't know, to get to the Premier League. Mm. And each time you tear it up, you go from champions, uh, sorry, League Two to League One, then you go to the Championship, then you go to Premier League. Mm. Um, but your Premier League might be like the pinnacle of your career. Like Ben said, with climbing the mountain, you've got to climb smaller mountains to get to the larger mountain. It's, mm. it's, it's so important. Like if you don't define your own goals, then your goals will be set by society. So, right. Some of that's, that's a big thing. That's a big one. If you don't set your, if you don't def- say that again. So if you don't f- define your own goals, someone will define them for you, mm. and that's where Parents, I was. Parents, a friend, or like society in general. Boss. People you people you hang around with. Making you feel like you need something that I was you in don't the wrong crowd at, at school. You know, being in the wrong crowd at school, I was. I didn't know what I wanted. I was like, yeah, I'll just go through school to try and get through it. I mean, I was bullied at school, but hey, most people were bullied at school, right? Um. But I had to. Do, I just fell into it because I needed to survive. And I think it's that if, you, if you're able to elevate yourself away from the survival mode and go, okay, I don't need to just survive here. I need to get on in life. 
It's getting on in life. That's what a goal is. Taking control. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think coming from a military background, you get a real thorough understanding of, you know, objectives, missions, operations. You know, the, the, that's a that's a goal. You need to we need to achieve this on this mission. So what's the strategy to achieve this? You know, what are the goals in place? We, you know, thinking about going out on um, a, a navigation exercise, for example. Right, guys, you need to be at this point within three and a half hours. You don't just go straight to that point point you don't go straight to that location because there's going to be all sorts of things in your way bogs lakes mountains all that type of stuff so you plan checkpoints so you break your route card down so start point to checkpoint one is 1500 meters in this direction on a bearing of this and then you'd write a little paragraph in some sort of route card saying i will um see this within 50 meters see this and blah 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 and you can tick it off so then you get to checkpoint one you then look when you get to checkpoint one you then go right where's checkpoint two and so it's not going to that end point straight away, the overall goal to get to the finish line. It's, I need to get through a series of checkpoints to get to that moment. What if you don't know what your goals are? What if there are people listening going, okay, I've never set goals before. I don't know really where to begin. And how do we make sure that there's a goal that you is achievable? Like, I guess it's got to be linked to your intrinsic value and inspiration it needs to be part of your intrinsic motivation it needs to be linked like we said in the last episode to your values as well as you know what you want to achieve is it aligned to what you believe in Mm -hmm. you know if i I think i'll probably give a best crack at trying to answer this is that you need to have an awareness of loads of things in life to then have an idea about the things that you want to do oh my god i love that so it's like yeah because sometimes everyone's like oh do you know what your goals are where you want to be it's like well what if i don't yeah. So set some random ones, yeah. pluck something out of the air experiment. Yeah. and yeah. try it and see whether you like it or life. not. Life is one massive experiment. That's and such a great shout. So, you know, lots of people are like, oh, I don't have an idea about this. I don't know about this. They get fixated on this idea, idea, idea. And they're not understanding this idea of awareness or exposure. You know, I fortunately traveled loads as a kid, which made me see how other cultures lived, what it was like around the world how like one people, one group of people might live like this and one group of people might live like that. And it was like, wow, okay, that's interesting. I had an awareness of, of what it is else is going on around the world. Mm. And then I started to have develop these ideas over my life. And if you've never set goals before and you're setting goals for the first time and we're saying, you know what, just pluck one out of the air to give it a go and try it and see and learn what you like. Therefore, failure is not a failure. If you don't get it, you're learning that actually that might not be right failures for you. The, failures... It's a, uh, it's a it's a new way there's a new perspective of looking at failure now and i think it's incredible like society's really looking at failure differently there's there's businesses there's organizations there's there's places that you can't fail mm. um maybe in a in a sort of live operations way of looking at it yeah but you can fail practicing you can fail trying to learn to get to that point you can fail growing because well, the teachers coach john cavanagh's yeah. book is called win or learn and it makes that just that alone makes such clarity yeah and it's it's installing it you know in our children and and younger people as well to say it's okay to fuck up yeah it's okay to fail it's okay to make things wrong but it's what you learn from it and i think this is all part of goal setting imagine getting to go back to losing weight okay i i want to i want to lose a stone by this point but by this month i need to have lost a quarter of a stone what if you get to that end of the month and you go christ you know I, i didn't do that quarter of a stone at least you can reflect and ask yourself why why did i not hit that quarter of a stone loss was it because i did each too much shit this month um did i not stick aligned to my values what is it and and that's really important about goal setting in the in the long term and the short term is it, it it forces you to have these reflection points to go awesome i achieved that on to the next okay what if i didn't achieve it okay what what did i do wrong what did i do right so it stops this sort of bumbling around you know i'll see it i'll um, maybe i'll hit it maybe i won't it okay i can go back and go right i did this wrong so if i if i applied this this month maybe i will lose the core of a stone so that gives a good exercise for listeners now is to like pull up on all goals if you've had goals in the past why didn't you achieve them yeah talk about were they wrong goals Maybe they're not associated with your values. Maybe you set them as a goal because that's what your best friend does and you thought that was cool, but actually it's not very personal to you. Yeah. And, you know, are they the right goals? Where's the inspiration? Where's the why? And what went wrong? And if it is a good goal and it went wrong for a reason, I, we need to pinpoint why. Were you inspired is. by it? Yeah, mm. I, th- I think what's really important for, for everyone that's listening to understand is that goals, values, inspiration, they're all 
facets of the same thing. So, like, you know, take life, for example, give an analogy, you know, it's a Take di- life, for example. He likes his analogy. Yeah, here, here we, we go. Here we go. It's yeah. a big one. I've probably heard it in the car. <laughs> no, go for it. So, you know, life is like a diamond. Ooh. But in order to be able to get a beautiful, you know, crystal cut diamond, you know, gorgeous to look at, lovely in colour, great, all these types of things. It, it's, it's a multitude of facets which shine off one another. It's, it's so, got to be broken. It's got to be smashed. It's got to be cut. I was going to go on to that, but I'm just going on the on the whole diamond piece right now you need to buff each facet of that diamond if you just buff one facet of Mm. a diamond one side of the diamond you only get one side of the diamond which is buffed Mm -hmm. so your inspiration may be really good but if you're not linking your goals to your values well you're going to have an unbuffed facet of your life and therefore it, it has to link and this goes back to this whole thing that we talk about you know everything matters but it's all part of the same thing but broken down into individual aspects of life. And therefore your goals have to align. I love it. To values, right? I, I would like to do by by sort of episode 10 or, or whatever we get to on this is um, people text in Tom, their favourite Tomo analogy. <laughs> analogy. I was uh, going to say, like, what have we heard that before? Yeah, and by episode 10, we'll Vista. bring it out again. Is Vista, <laughs> yeah, bring out the Vista. Is there a balloon analogy? Yeah, coming? there's a theme starting to appear in every episode now where we have like, you know, the learning point, the homework, the story, and Tomo's analogy. Yeah. Can, we, can we keep these going? Tom analogy. Tom analogy, Tom analogy. there we go. Yeah, I feel hashtag analogy coming on. It needs its own jingle. But it is, it is true. It's it, and and you know, you take that sort of diamond example. You you are the diamond. You are this thing. You are the human being. You know, you have got health and fitness. You have got your mindset. You have got learning, knowledge, growth. You know, you have got facets of your life, career, business, family. These are the bits. Do we need to work? Or what are you buffing? I suppose. What what are you working on? What are your goals set to within your health and fitness? What are your goals set to within your family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So if we've we've looked at like okay, so goals are important to set. Um, looking at if you haven't got a goal, what to do, and essentially something new. And if you have already got goals or you've had them in the past, to pull them up and look back at them and see what went wrong. So now moving on to people who are goal setting, right? when you talk about all these different facets and different things, like, is there a peak number of goals to set? Should we be setting four? Should we In be setting opinion, one? In my there ten? is. Yes. However, like Ben said, everybody's goal journey is completely subjective. And, and Ben's just got his back up, so we're ready to argue now. We get, we're going to get oh, two no, disagreements. No, 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 no. I, I was love thinking, it. I was thinking, I will fight you, but not now. <laughs> um, no, I was, I was... Hit me with both options because our listeners, like everyone's different. People are complex. There's no one set answer. All right. What so do you hit do? me with both. What do I do? Um, I, I'm. Oh, the tables are turned now. <laughs> Look at her flap. She's gone all red. Her body language has changed. It's the interviewee becomes. Yeah. <laughs> I worry that people think I'm weird. I actually make inspiration boards. So I like cut out pictures of things that I want to achieve. Um, I'm very visual as a person. So I like to see it. And have it up all the time. I'm even quite, um, what's the word? Um, I don't know, like, not spiritual about it, but, like, superstitious about it. Like, if um, my husband shoves the piece of paper under the bed, I'm like, oh, no, that's really bad luck. I don't want my goals under the bed. Like, I, it needs to be up high and things like that. So I'm a bit funny about it. So they're not essentially goals. More so, sometimes the images are inspiration, and then I try and break them down to goals. But my breaking down of them isn't done properly, which mm. is why I fail. Um but we're going to talk into what to do. Or does it take longer? It takes just, longer, uh, lose concentration, yeah. distraction. Yeah. And, and is that because the whatever the you have, whatever the image is, is that the actual thing that you want? Is that literally, I, I would like this, this type no, of thing? No, generally it's, a, it, it's depicting an emotion. Of, right. Yeah. So sometimes it's like places in the world I want to go to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, or an image that would uh, depict travel and adventure. Right, right. Um, sometimes so it's just like me laughing with my friends. That's quite like a difference, time with my friends. That's quite an important thing at the moment, though. It's very we are visual animals, uh, mammals, whatever we need. Are to we? Refer. Is that full stop? Or is it's it not some full stop? Are? But a lot of people, many people, there's well, okay, lots so of research out there which is guided around the fact that we are inspired as human beings by what we see. You know, you catch I mean, a fish. That would be why Instagram does well. Yeah, exactly. Stop. You it's know, clearly quite you catch big, a fish. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to love going fishing. I'd cat fi- catch fish. I'd be like, "Wow, that's catch, catfish. Catch, catch fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, go home, explain I've caught the fish. And I'd be like, it's this big. And those of you that are listening, I've got my hands very wide apart at the moment. To anyone listening, to my wife and my friends, and they'll go, oh, cool. Did you get a picture? 
Like the Proof, confirmation yeah. is not there until they see it themselves. So we 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 are guided by what we see. You know, of course we're guided by our senses, but a lot of it is by what we see. It helps us cement what we believe. That, that is a massive, massive point. I think I was listening to something a few years ago, and I think it was by Bob Proctor. And Bob Proctor talks about how your mind and memory is a series of images. It's like a um, cinema room, you know, and you put in whatever film reel you want to display is what you remember. So if I said to you now, um, think about your car, the chances are you wouldn't think of the word car. You'd think about the vision. You'd think about the image of the car. Um, If I said to you, think about the, your kitchen, chances are your memory would pick up a picture of what your kitchen looks like. It wouldn't go, there's an oven, there's a sink. It's not a series of words or numbers. Exactly. It's images. And this, this is, this is like what you were talking about. It's like, we need to see these things. So Mm. therefore I think it's, probably fair to say always open to be challenged right but i think it's probably fair to say that we are visual animals and 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 this this is really important when you're setting goals and and writing them down you know we talked about values in the last episode and and let's look at an organization's values for example um the people of that organization are going to be more driven and more inspired by the company's values if they walk in and there they are on the wall so they visually see this and go oh integrity courage blah 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 so it's the same with our goals so let's say we're on uh, but your goals don't have to be an image, though, do no, they? No, no, no. No, but what I'm coming to is that... And let's keep with the health thing for now because it's what we're talking about. Um, but let's have... You, you write your goals out of some sort of dietary plan and uh, what weight you want to achieve, whether that's up or down, and you pin it on your board. Next to it, maybe you have the picture that inspires you right. of someone who's the figure. Right. That, or an image of you at your happy weight. Exactly. Something that you look at and go, that's the plan mm. and that's what I want to look like whatever that looks like to you. And then other little notes around the house on the crisp box or on the biscuit tin, you My have, mom uh, uh, you have little put a picture of herself in a bikini by the fridge. Right. I was and about so to say every that. Every time she opened it, she'd know like, does this help me look like me in a bikini or not? We, we used to put um, on like the biscuit tin, uh, a little arrow pointing towards the fruit bowl direction that says fruit bowl that way. And she just also made a rule. She made a rule for me as well that if you, so apart from breakfast, lunch, and dinner, if you went into the kitchen and wanted to eat anything else, or because you kind of find yourself sometimes just wandering in the kitchen for no reason, just out of habit, she'd say, if you put your foot in the kitchen, you have to drink a glass of water because hunger is often mistaken for thirst. Like, hunger is often mistaken for thirst. And so she'd say, like, you put your foot in the kitchen, have a glass of water, and you have to down a whole glass of water. And you end up stopping going in the kitchen. So, yeah. like, oh, I'm so, I'm not thirsty. I can't down another glass of water. It's like, well, then you'll be okay. Um, so if you wanted a biscuit or whatever, I had to drink a whole glass of water. But it's 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 having these little prompts and these yeah. visual aids around your house, which, or wherever you are, but where you live and breathe is so key to just prompting you. Because once you're prompted, that's where you start to make clear decision. That's when you then remind yourself of your values. Mm. Um, Grant Cardone is, whether you like him or not, I think he's he comes out with some stuff where you think, actually, that's there's some great stuff he sort of brings out. And I remember listening to him talking about goal settings. And he's, he set me off on this little way of doing my own goal settings, which was quite basic, that when I woke up in the morning, the first thing I would do in my notepad, I bought a, a brand new little matchbox size notepad, put it by the bed. And this is guided off what he was saying in one of his books, I think the 10X rule. Um, as soon as you wake up, like morning to your wife, husband, kids, notebook out, write your five big goals, you know. Five. Th- just the top five big goals. For me, that's what for the- the day? No, 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 Some for life. Goals. So, oh, so my- you're writing the same goals every day? So just for this, so just for this. So until you kind of achieve them like okay. these were my big goals and they were big they were like turn this revenue over in the company buy a house this was like the repetition and exactly. essentially visualization of doing that and it's the reminder it's the reminder Discipline. and so waking up is like fucking hell this is why i'm waking up today boom 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 that is sure as hell gonna stop you from picking up your phone and going do you know what i also did thing. you sign it Ooh. accountability close it put it away that's it for the day then you crack on you've got your goals everywhere around the house well, however you like to do business that's kind of what I like to do. Just remind myself in the morning why I'm getting up. Let's focus. Come bedtime when the love has finished <laughs> uh, and we've done our cuddles. Are you listening? Babe? <laughs> Sorry. I have to mention that. You but- don't have to mention that. Wow. 
Well, I like that he's what? made it clear whether it's before or after sex. Okay, so after that. This is key. This is key. I need people to understand this. So, okay, the loves happen. Some right. of you might love more regularly than others. Anyway, just before you're about to catch your 40 winks and you're going to put your head down, the notepad comes out and you f- the last thing you do that day is write down those five goals again. Again. And put it away. Sign it. Because you'll, you'll go into bed thinking about that. You're waking up thinking about that. And so it kind of comes ingrained in your head of what you're trying to achieve. And it's constantly reminding it. And you're signing it. I'm accountable for this. I bought a house within six months, my first house, within six months of doing that. that. My top goal was to buy a house. And I was like, when I wrote it, I was like, I am fucking pissing into there's, the wind with this one. Congrats. And we went and got it. There's some, there's That's something sick. really amazing which happens. And I just re- regard it as stuff. But like some, some really magic stuff happens when you write it down on paper. Yeah. Like when you, the power There's of paper is a big There's been studies into writing and um, translating from, you know, thought to vision to then handwriting it down. There's been real studies about that in a therapeutic kind of way. I wish I could quote who it is, but I... I'm the invisible becomes visible. The idea it? of writing down what your problems are and yeah. getting them oh, out and writing out thank you. You know, so like you writing thank you for the positives. Mm. Um, it's it's proven. And, and then, you, then that leads on to the studies behind... Um, the actual internal rewards, the pleasure chemicals. So hold on to that one moment because I really want to delve into that. Me I'm pointing big, at you. Big long I'm forehead like controlling that thought <sighs> because you're talking about the way you do goals. And the original question was, is there a peak number of goals? How many? And Tommy, you said you had a different way. And I want to hear that way before we go into pleasure so chemicals. I, I think it's massively um, important for everybody to understand that there's there's a necessity to have almost, you know, just like military planning, you'd have your strategic objectives, but you'd also have what this thing called ta- tactical objectives. Okay. And your strategic objectives might be created by, I don't know, the colonel, say the guy that's really high up and is looking after 700 guys. Like my objective is to take control of this area using X, Y, and Z. Then it would go down a second level to these tactical goals and they might be, the responsibility of 30 of the guys of the 700 and their tactical goal might have been we're going to secure this small area of the bigger area for example now if everyone across the battle space the battle space being the area of operations the area in which everyone's operating in um then it makes up the whole strategic goal right so your tactical goals support your overarching strategic goals anyway i thought that was it was really important for context but I think it's really important to start with strategic goals. I can tell that you're like military planning of your goals, aren't you? Not obsessively. And I think that's no, massively important. It could are. be good. Some people not need that. Not obsessively, but you are very militant in the way you plan your goals. Well, I'm not surprised. No, no, no. Sense. And I think it's good because it works for you. Yes, yes. I think that's really like important. Like we said and, from and the start. for people who are struggling with their goals, it could help to be military planning so, so, it. So st- strategic goals. This is how I got I got it from a mentor, Jim Rohn. Mm-hmm. He basically said, write down a list and be a bit selfish about this. And it's okay to be a bit selfish in this in this light because ultimately you have to think about yourself. Yeah. Um, he said, right, at the top of the paper, write down 50 things that I want. 50 things that... 50. 50 things that Tomo wants, right? And they include materialistic things? So materialistic, educational, uh, philanthropic, um, financial, mm-hmm. uh, emotional relationships, marital, familial. Yeah. Like all of these types of factors. Um, write down as many as you can. 50. Try and get to 50. When you get to a list of 50, the next stage, so it's in three stages. Stage one is write down that list. Okay. The second stage is basically having the next overlay, if you call it, which is writing down the number next to your goals, either one, three, five, or 10. The one, three, five, or 10 represents a number of years so one year three year five years ten years nice this is stage two so you go through your list of 50 you write down next to your list of 50 one three five and ten one three five and ten or five ten three one whatever so that each thing on your list has has a number of years you think you can it's going to take you to achieve it right this is where it gets good stage three you pick out your four top one years, your four top three years, your four top five years, and your four top 10 years, okay? That fun, you make your final list of 16 goals. Right. 
You've got four one-year goals. You've now got four three-year goals. You've got four five-year goals. And you've got four ten-year goals. What you've done is you've gone, these are all the things I think I want. Now I've applied a level of focus to it. I think I can probably achieve all those things in this amount of time. But what are the actual important things in my life? You've then gone through your list and refined it to the 16 strategic goals that you want in your life. So your one-year goal probably supports the 10-year goal at some point. But guess what? You need mini goals, micro goals, throughout the year, monthly goals, daily goals maybe, to support the annual goal, which supports the three-year goal. Make sense? So much sense. Yet it scares me. This is, this is what I was referring to as subjective. So for me, I, I, we, we clearly work together and we planned our business, our strategies all together. And we, I think we kind of came to the conclusion to plan in unison and use a little bit of both what we like as goal settings and, and make it into business strategy and formulas. Um, but I look at Tomo's, he's shown me him. And I think I'm the only person to see him, his whole goal, goal journey. And wow. it intimidates me because I look yeah. at it and go, fuck dude that's a lot of stuff like and but the, the the amazing thing is and proof is in the pudding he sent me a text the other day with a photo of like a substantial amount of goals over the next six years so he's got his 10-year plan his like 95-year plan and all that stuff you know his plan for when he's dead it's amazing i love it um but it's all there and and he showed me sent me a text going look what we've achieved it says we but it's him as much as me and look what we've achieved it says year six and we've done it within two years. And Amazing. it's just applying that focus. And like, for me, I do things a lot more basic and and that's just how I like to do it in my own goal set. And I like to keep it quite clinical, quite clean, quite basic. And I, this is that, this is this, this is that. I'm going to achieve this here. Tomo does it different to me, but both work. That's, that's the key here is they both work because what we've done is we've found our own little formulas. We've not, you know, there's so many people, there's so many gurus out there that, um, make millions of millions of pounds, dollars oh, yeah, out this of this industry that you kind of think these people are like preaching this shit. Mm. But actually, it's not just one guru. It's not one expert who has the answer. It's it's a multitude of them where you go, I like that and I kind of like that and I kind of like that. So I'm going to get that and I'm going to put that with that and that becomes my formula and that helps me achieve. And I don't think there's, like we said from the start, it's subjective. It's not there's one size fits all. Just just go and experiment. Go and see what works for you. Have a bit of reflection now on the back of this podcast and think, I do set goals or I thought I set goals, but I haven't achieved a lot of those goals. Why have I not achieved it? Do I need to do Tomo's 29-year plan or do I do Ben's just writing on the back of a matchbox or Grant Cardone's? So story? we're all agreeing that what you do need to do is write it down. Yes, and this brings me on to my next point, right? There's There's countless amount of research around this just for example so um in 2007 uh dr gail matthews of the dominican university in california she had 267 participants um coming on a a basically it was like a long study of goal setting they ranged between 23 to 72 and and the research proved that the results are 42 percent of those who wrote down their long-term goals and reported it to a friend which is something we'll talk about towards the end adding that accountability succeeded she then what percent 42 percent of that 267 70 percent achieved their goals of that 42 percent okay so we're trying to play with numbers here so, so the 42 percent that so 42 percent wrote it down yeah and then 70 percent of that 42 percent achieved their long-term life goals and their short-term goals within it. Right. They achieved everything so, simply yeah, by writing it down. 58% didn't write down their goals yeah. at all. Yeah. Such a waste because that's so easy to do. It takes yeah. nothing, even if you don't believe it. The best, just write it down, the, it takes the nothing. The best thing I've ever heard is the things that are easy to do are easy, but they're also easy not to do. Exactly. And most people choose easy not to do. Yeah, yeah. See, the reason it intimidates me is different to what you felt. Like when your military planning of the goals as it were and with the numbers and I, that, that idea makes so much sense to me and I, I'm definitely going to try that now but I think the reason setting goals intimidates me especially when you're looking long term to like 10 years is a fear of failure I'm like ah am I thinking too big am no. I setting myself up to well, am we, I being we spoke, an idiot we spoke to loads of teams about that never think too big and fuck it if you do fail you do fail but at least you fucking fail trying mm. you know Aim, aim high. 
Just, just aim high. It's scary high. to aim high, you know. Yeah, but what is the worst that's going to happen? Well, you spend 10 years wasting your life trying something that wasn't what, right for you. What was How that journey you... like getting there? Yeah, it's about the process, isn't it? It's not just about the end. It's about everything en route. And yes, the end is a huge end. And maybe we don't hit that. Maybe it's not that figure in our bank account. But what is the figure in your bank account? Did you not hit 10 mil, but you did get to nine? Yeah. You know, did you not well climb done. Everest, but you did do Kilimanjaro? I you think know, all these. On a personal note, part of my fears of setting big goals is because I know I'm a very dedicated person and I'm a little bit lioness about them. So it's like if I set a goal and I put that down and I make myself a promise, I'm going to do it. Like and I'm going to run through whatever gets in my way to do it. So I'm almost scared to write it down because of what I might have to sacrifice. But, but the important thing is don't stop your own life because of the goals. Don't get too, like, I don't know, hampered down by those goals. Go, mm. these, this, is what, this is what you. I'd like to Get the achieve. right goals in the first place, I guess. I'm, I'm going to show you something You've got now. a pad out. Got Tom a pad has out. got a pad and a pen out. But, you know, I think I'll send I'll put a picture up. Yeah, we can point. put a picture up. Basically, on imagine you on the left-hand side here. Mm-hmm. Um and your goal is on a horizontal line and you go, I think I can achieve this. Right. The chances are, as you move forward, you'll probably hit that. Okay. Okay. So You've just drawn a line, straight line. Straight line yeah. with a circle the other end over a period of time. Imagine this line is time, right? Yeah. Well, actually, if you set your goal up Higher. here high, you may not ever achieve that. But what you will do is land somewhere about here. I need to put this picture up. Yeah, our, poor, our poor listeners are like, I've no, got no sense. idea what you're on about right now, mate. It's like kind of that old <laughs> phrase of shoot up. for the moon, at least you'll land among the stars. Yeah, right, exactly. That. So you've hit 70% higher than what you thought you could do. Okay. But you haven't hit the 100%. Yeah. And if, and you, that's don't, what if, goal if is. you don't make the goal in the first place. For, exactly. for, for those listening who are wondering what he's what just, just drawn, uh, he, he will put it up this week on his Instagram um, he'll make so it look neater. It. He'll make it look neater. Yeah. Um, we want to we... say it. She's pointing at me yes, again. Yes, because you're Let about it. to do 25 press ups because you, you're about to say the line. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Okay, good, I'll do 25. Good, good so, in my book. Yay! Yes. We made a deal every time that Ben 25. mentions his book, Commando Mindset by Ben Williams. Um, he has to do 25 press ups because we didn't want him mentioning it every five seconds. But my, he just uh, picked up his book, pointed at it. We knew it was coming. My chest is uh, actually what I was trying to do was try to point Layla in the direction of a question. Oh, you're trying to help me? <laughs> I was like, can you ask this? And she's just gone, 25 press ups, go. <laughs> Brilliant. No, go ahead. Just run with it. Um, out for you there, is it? No, it's not worked out. I've completely seen myself off. Um, do you know what? My chest has got massive over the last three days. Mm. Really? Is <laughs> it? I've completely at the end of this podcast he's going to be buff there's no lying <laughs> a buff diamond yeah Tomo's analogy what were you pointing at in um, this book I think no what I was going to say is going back to sort of our primordial days when we used to run around as cavemen and women um, when the dinosaurs were there <laughs> you no. were riding a diplodocus no there was no dinosaurs present <laughs> um, we used to use our uh internal sort of pleasure chemicals as a reward system or it was used within ourselves to remind us to basically keep going out and uh going on the hunt scavenging um you know trudging through adversity to achieve something that we're looking for we need to survive to survive we need to eat okay so we need to get out the camp we need to leave our comfort zone of the nice cave um, and go and hunt down the saber-toothed tiger or go and find berries. We're scavengers. We're not hunters. We're scavengers. Um, and I'm sure, and there's no sort of research, there's no sort of a doctrine around this that has recorded this type of content and text because no one wrote it down, but the assumptions made that they wouldn't just walk out the cave and there's a saber-tooth, they'd kill it and take it back in. They would have to hunt for days. They would have to survive. They would have to go out for weeks on end to to gather and bring back to feed family t- in order to evolve, in order to grow and, and humanity becomes what it is today. Um, as well as eating, the satisfaction satisfaction for actually eating, you get pleasure chemicals so when they achieved finding the food when they did the hunt when they killed the saber tooth took it back there wasn't just oh i'm full up they also got chemical hits that reminded them that they need to do that again something that made them feel good so and it's been the touched exercise. on the, the exercise so like going out endorphins you know endorphins actually make you feel quite good they're, they they thrill of the hunt yeah the thrill of the hunt 
dopamine is the achievement of the goal. You know, these pleasure chemicals, endorphins, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin. Oxytocin is, the, is, is coined as the chemical of love, bond, relationship. And serotonin is coined as the um, chemical of pride. So these four chemicals... What we are the others to keep going? Endorphins right, and dopamine. So they're the big four. Yeah. Um, endorphins is sort of coined as the runner's high. And then dopamine in its positive ways, because there's lots of bad things around dopamine, which is associated with addiction, etc. But let's look at the positives. Um, why it's naturally there. Yeah, why it's there is to remind us, oh, you achieved that. Well done. This feels good. You should do that again. Mm. So for our ancestors, that was going on the hunt, scavenging, finding food. Oh, awesome. We found the food. Let's take it back. We'll eat. I need to do that again. Survival. Now we have the big shot. We have Lidl, Aldi, Tesco's stuff. We don't really get that survival hit from those four pleasure chemicals. But there's other ways. And these chemicals can be used and are used for when we achieve. So this goes straight back to right at the beginning when we were talking about why set goals. is because it makes you feel good and it and gives you those natural. And also the pursuit. Yes, the Obviously. mini goals. Right. This is key. So I want to climb Everest. Great. That's brilliant. And and for me, that is actually one of my long-term goals is to one day get on top for of real? that. Yeah. Yeah, Sick. why not? I want to stand on the world and look at everyone. But to get there is going to take a serious process. It's going to take a serious amount of climbs on other locations, other mountains, etc. Um, and it's a big goal. Maybe, do you know what? Maybe I won't reach it. Maybe I won't achieve it, but I will fucking enjoy the journey towards it. I will go and do other mountains. I will do this. I will do that. Because each one of those other little mountains is going to be a bit of success on its own. Mm. Uh, even just You'll going grow. to exactly, even just going to Wales and doing Snowdon, you know, the endorphins of getting to the top and fighting a bit of lactic acid and a bit of pain to get to the top and then getting there and going, ah, oh, yes, I'm on the summit. The people I do it with, that relationships, you know, endorphins, oxytocin, serotonin, oxytocin. Yeah, we did it together, guys. Serotonin is fuck. I'm proud of myself because I was actually hung over this morning, and then dopamine to say. Awesome, you achieved it. Let's get off the hill. You can do this. And and then do a bigger one and a bigger one and a bigger one. Maybe one day it is Everest. But at least the journey there has been filled with little mini successes the entire way. And that's what you get from goal set. And that's what you get from the person who wants to go from couch potato to marathon runner. They go, well, I'm not going to achieve marathon runner overnight. But when I do achieve that, it's going to be fucking incredible. But I'm going to do a three miler this week. And then if you haven't done a three miler before, it's been a long time since you've done a three miler, it's going to hurt. You're going to be aching. But when you achieved it, you're going to feel really good for it. This is Six, like, nine, 12, you can see where it goes. This is like the search of natural, true, long-term pleasure. And you're going to love like one of my friends. He um, is just done with crappy stag do's and everyone just getting drunk and it ruining like relationships because of people arguing with their wives that they're going on this stag do and everyone just says, it's like, it's a waste. It's no one ever really really enjoys it long term and um he decided for his stag do he asked his like 12 mates to go camp and climb snowden he's like that's what i want to do for my stag do i want us all to go camp us all to climb and they had the best time like he was like the, it, all of Pleasure them were like i'm never doing an we are again me and my peer group are actually doing that this year are you yeah because we're I've said to him, look let's not just go and piss it up somewhere yeah. that's great to do yeah, here in there yeah. getting married again yeah no, 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 this is a little trip. I'm going away with the lads. Oh, okay. You're not invited. Um, <laughs> Thanks, mate. But some of these guys used to kick around with where we used to do drugs and shit together. Uh-huh. And it's not cool. Yeah. And I know one or two of them are listening and it's still kind of going on. But um, this is like an experience where we just go up and be mates and just do something very natural. It and ticks so many of those boxes. So many of like the boxes. Bonding. And, Ex- exposes yeah. us all to these, like, fuck, I got a real good kick out of that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and do that again. And I'm going to do it bigger and harder and, and, and more challenging and so on. And this is why athletes grow so quick. This is why people who suddenly find the snowball, positive snowball of success, they achieve, they achieve, they achieve, they achieve, and then it speeds up and then they do well and they do more. And then they get that confidence to go, well, I can go bigger. I can do a bigger challenge. And then they succeed or they fail. They come back, they assess, they go, why did I fail? I'm going again and again and again and again. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Once you find that traction, and this is why goals are so important. The long-term goal is amazing. Have it, but have the breakdown journey. Have those checkpoints on that navigation route in place. Because once you gain traction, even if you fail, go back, learn, go again. Once you gain traction, the journey just becomes fucking awesome. In your book, you explain 
a set right. design Can I way. talk about the book if you're bringing the book if up? If I bring it up, it's fine. Right. It's just you bring it up yourself. That's 25 press-ups for Layla. No, I'm allowed Why? to bring a book up. Because I didn't write it and I'm not plugging the hell out of it myself. Discriminative. <laughs> Whatever. Um, in your book, you mention um, your way of setting goals because we've heard Tomo's way. And your way, you do, you do break them into mini goals. But also you talk about time and the way you explain writing it down. Are you quickly checking your book for reference? Do you want me to tell no, you? No, no, no. Go ahead. Tell us. Um, I, well, I've just, mine is simple and it's a, I just use a five-step process. Um, step one is just, I pick a goal that actually motivates me. And and I think this this is what we were alluding to earlier about experiment. You don't know what's going to motivate you until you really try mm. um, and see what's out there, but pick something that motivates you. And this goes back to your inspiration. You know, is it aligned to what you truly have desire for? Because um, if it doesn't motivate you, you're not going to achieve it. If you if you don't like running, you ain't doing that marathon. Mm. If you don't like business, you're not going to build an empire. But do something different. You know, I want to raise a lovely family. If that's it, well then, brilliant. Go for it. That's your goal. That's what inspires you. So pick pick something that actually motivates you. Um, and then it's key to do like a calculation of time. And it's finding out when do you want to achieve this by and then work backwards. Don't necessarily start here and try and work forwards be accountable for yourself say right okay by november i want to achieve this it's, it, and there will be that argument within i don't think this conversation but people will say yeah but what if i get to november i haven't achieved it then life's awesome you can just then go again you can then all right yeah. then we move it to december then we move it to january but there's something that we're going to talk about in a later episode yeah and and that is uh, yeah we will come on to it and i know you're itching to say lots of stuff around that but it's another episode to talk about but Work backwards, you know, set yourself a date. So you've got that target in mind. You've got that end goal that you're working towards and calculate how long it's going to take you. Um, and then I got introduced, and I, I know quite a lot of people might listen to this and go, oh yeah, we heard this one. But I got introduced to the smart way of planning, smart goal setting within the military, um, which is setting a goal that is specific, specific, measurable. Pacific. Pacific. I heard someone say that the other day. I was like, specific. <laughs> so specific. Yeah. So you're, 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 it's the letters, isn't it? S M A R T. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Specific, okay. measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. Which mm. we didn't like R. Did we, we didn't. We didn't. Cause it, cause we changed R. Smart goals. It's realistic. But we've we said, well, how do you know something's realistic until you actually start going towards it? Ooh. How can you say that's definitely realistic? So we would. That you pushes know, you to try. Right. So yeah. you just switch the R for relevant. Yeah, planning to go to Mars is probably not the best goal, is it? Maybe, Why not? Oh, here we go. This is when goal setting gets Don't shit on people's goals. Someone just wrote down astronaut in their book. There's nothing wrong with that. I well, didn't say Mars. Yeah, but the, the astronaut's people. different to Mars. Astronaut is relevant. The Curiosity Mars isn't rover's realistic. been to Mars. Correct. We can do that. Yeah, we're not robots. If you put Mars in your book, that's right, okay. okay. Just set the smaller goals. I am Don't supportive to of everyone's goals. If you want to go to Mars, have a great time. Yeah, reach, Elon, yeah. if you're listening... Yeah. Oh, we believe in you, man. <laughs> we yeah. believe in you, man. Um, but not to, not to not to come off target too quick here. Uh, step four is breaking down the long-term goals into small goals, which we spoke about. And the fifth one is do do the journey with a friend. And Ooh. I think that out of all of my five sort of steps there, which that's I, key. It, that is key. And Why? We, well, this is it. We've had discussions with people where they go, yeah, but if I fail, I get embarrassed. Mm. Okay. That's your way of looking at it. But for... And don't forget, we're talking about subjective here. This is like how I like to do things. You like to do it as well. I don't think you tell everyone your goals, do you, Tomo? But I we talk about it between ourselves because it adds a huge amount of accountability to what you're doing. Huge amount of accountability. And it's, especially if you start to do it together. And we work very good as teams, don't we, as human beings? It's a fine balance of caring what people think, though. Because like yeah. I'm, I feel like it's a negative and a positive for me, but I give like... I do give genuinely very zero fucks of what other people think. Um, and so that benefits me a lot in some ways. But then equally, if you gave more fucks and then you told someone you have that accountability will drive you better. I think it's important to find um, that person you can trust. Oh, there and are they, people I they, care about. They, that, no, yeah, it's, it's more than care. Mm. It's more than that. It's like a partnership. You right. become goal partners. Okay, you don't have the same goals, but ultimately you share... This is, these are my goals. And and also, you're encouraged by one another as well. Mm. If you're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You didn't hit it. Go for the next one. And you inspire one another. That's 
partly and, what I think. And you're... key to that is when the shit hits the fan and adversity sets in, stress sets in, and you get knocked back, so you didn't succeed on that interview, or you didn't play in that game, or you didn't hit that number. That person there on your shoulder goes, "Don't worry, we go again." When that person isn't on your shoulder, it's very difficult. It's harder to get going again. People will get going again, but it's it's far easier if someone just goes, let's go again, let's go again. It can be hard to share it with someone close to you, I think. Oh, and I so really it's know. an awesome idea. I think idea. that's really important. It takes it out of your comfort zone. Well, so I, th- I think for some people, they will find, you know, it really works for them to share it with their actual partner, as in yeah. their partner of life, you know. Yeah. But if you have maybe another partner, which is kind of like your as I said, refer to it, let's call it a goals partner, mm. is someone else, but they, they then have the objectivity to look at your life and go, I think I would probably change that, but I want you to change that because I want to see you succeed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Let- I have friends. We have friends who do that to each other. So like um, a friend of mine who'll say, you know, she wants to do this race or whatever. And then we're walking down about to order pizza and I'll be like, oh, but you said you want to do that race on Sunday. That's not going to add up to that. You can, you know, you can really just kind of pick really at strong. each other like that in a they good way. They can help check your values, can't they, as well. Mm. But equally, like t- just from my own personal experience, when, when I was leaving the Marines, I wasn't into goal setting. I, I'd come across it. You know, we did that thing in training where we sort of ticked the weeks off as we went along. By your bedside, you had each week of training. It's like a schedule. It's like a calendar. Mm. So we just covered like it up. The weeks. Covered it a little up. narrative underneath. Stop looking at the end line. Yeah. Cover it up. That's the inspiration. You know where you're going. One step at a time. You know where you're going because you, you're getting one of these or you want to get a green berry. I'm holding He's up a green berry. He's holding a green berry. Um, yeah. But the stages, you have to, you know, we talked about that focus earlier. It's, it's getting focused on what am I doing this week? Because I know where I want to go. I know I want to get to a green beret, but I've got 32 of these individual portions, these bite-sized chunks I need to do. So if I black out, or if you black so out. So yeah, set your big goal, like your 10-year goal, but then don't allow yourself to drown in it. And just give yourself a few it. steps. This, and we're, just to not come too far away from the point, the original yeah. question was doing it with someone. So mm. let's take training, for example. We had it in that room. So all six of us lived in that room. So we're like, fucking hell, week, week five is really difficult. We can get through it though, lads. Then you get to week six and you go for a beer in town and you're like, yeah, we did it. And like, yeah, you're still young recruits and probably the rest of the Marines look at you and go, look at them terrible but we're like we achieved this yay let's have our little beer and get really drunk get your cinderella pass yeah exactly that be back by eight lads um drink as much as you can within four hours on a saturday that was always key <laughs> running around town with an ironing board in a very because we always seem to have to buy ironing boards and they things in town um but that that having those guys there you know that added accountability and, and we did it together but i i kind of come off the goal setting journey through my career without realizing it, I wasn't really on it, to be honest. Um, then as I was leaving, you know, and this really is proof in the pudding for people supporting you on your journey is when we started working together, Tomo and I, and I started to transition from the Marines, he was talking to me about goal setting and, you know, have you done this? Have you thought about doing this? And it, at first, it again, like some cynical people are, I was a bit wish-washy with, oh, nah, mate, I'll just fucking bumble. I'm, I'm happy to crack on. Um, then I started writing it down. He's like, oh, have you read this book, The 10X Rule? Which happened to be by Grant Cardone, which had that tip in it where I thought, oh, that's really easy. I can write my goals in the morning, write them in the evening, I'll just put them on the wall. Amazing. Yeah. That goal of setting it within six months, I need to buy my house or I will buy my house by this point, I achieved. But I would never have learned that way of doing had someone, Tomo, not gone read this book, had he not opened up my eyes up to goal setting. So I, I managed to buy my house for my children as I was leaving the Marines, which was quite a stressful moment. Because of something I learned along the way with someone else on the journey who we were sharing this goal setting thing together who went, have you thought about doing it like this? And it really added this kind of support that helped me achieve something that he had nothing to do with. Yeah. And it's the support in the respect of, I suppose, some ways it goes back to what you were saying earlier about it is so subjective. It's so personal. That wouldn't have worked for me. Mm. That didn't work for me. Yeah. But this this is where like... I'll get this point across and I'll make this point probably over the series, but it's about going to going to a book. That was one golden nugget for you. Like most of the books, some of the book, you probably just thought that's not for me. But oh, don't take every book with a pinch of salt. Take every book with a pinch of salt, but don't look for the answers of your life through a single book. Mm. Except obviously for Commander Mindset by Ben Williams. Which you should do it all of. So... <laughs> 
get your pad out, <laughs> write down your goals, break them down. As ever, each week we say, pull over into a safe location, yeah, put your hazards on, on uh, <laughs> go into a service station and get your notepad out. Grab do a not coffee. do it on the move. Set your goals, break them down, um, go back to either Tomo or Ben's ways and um, good luck. Enjoy. I think part of that, go and research, do mm. your own research. Don't, this is, this is a conversation between yeah. ourselves about goals. You might, what we want to people to maybe think about is go, okay, how can I set my goals? Are my goals strong enough? What's my strategy? So go away now and with the notepad. Google it, you know, Google different goal strategies, Google recipes, smarts, methods, all this type of stuff and do your own research to sort of really find your stability. You have to be a student though of your own life. Like that's the biggest thing about it. You have to become a serious student about your own life. Like this does not happen in a few hours. Yeah. Like that, you know, you need to give time to this. I'm going to pull one more point up because there are some, we kind of assuming everyone has a buddy or a partner or a friend to share it with and some people don't and that's where social media can be beneficial. I've noticed mm. some people post just on their Twitter, even if you just got your five followers writing down, I will achieve this by this time. And actually big elite athletes almost always have that. You notice someone pull up a five years ago, I said I was going to do this and pull up that old tweet. Uh -huh. Cause essentially, even if you don't have a buddy or a friend, you're doing that for your own accountability. Correct. Tweet that goal. If you, if you, struggle to find those types of people or don't even want to use social media go to findyouredgecoaching.com and we'll help you tweet it and if you're going to tweet your goal today hashtag it commando mindset thank you very much see you soon